What's up, everyone? Welcome to Plastic Cards Podcast, a show where we break down the video game news of the week. My name is Fonzie. I'm joined by my co-host, Gavin Jones. Gavaroni. Gavin, how are you doing? Oh, we're doing... You know, it's a bit smoky out. I, a little I, bit. I smoked some meats this weekend, and really, I should have waited a few more days, just set them out in some tinfoil, and let the sun and the air kind of cook it for us. Yep. yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, aside from... We, you know, we had a good, we watched an interesting fight this weekend. We did. Watched the UFCs and it was, it was pretty cool. A lot of action. <laughs> People breaking their legs out of nowhere. It's kind of all over. We started off with Zombie Boy, which yeah. I, I feel weird saying a thing like to that to a guy who I could just beat up all day and he'd keep coming at me. <laughs> well, I want to say his name was Mut- Mutinho or Mutinho. Uh, that's burning my brain, like that name, yeah. but also like the fight and how he was just the Terminator. His middle name, his nickname needs to be the Terminator because it it was <laughs> insane. Or 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 tank, because I feel like if we magically get, like if a bunch of us get magically transported into a mythical world with monsters and dragons, that guy's the tank. Throw him in some armor, and he just sure. won't go down. Zombie tank, maybe. Or something Did he like even that? get knocked down once? No, he got fumbled a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, like kind of days, but he just kept coming. Like it was nuts. Like he was a, a credit, you know, collector or something. Like, <laughs> it was insane. Like Dog the Bounty Hunter. He was ready to tell you about your terms of service, <laughs> yeah. whatever that joke is. I forgot. <laughs> or if he was a Mormon knocking on your door, just would not take no for an answer, just showing yeah. up. But how are you feeling about the Conor McGregor fight? Because you're 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 the biggest yeah. U- MMA fan here. That was out of the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I guess so. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, it's I've gone back and forth and I was listening to a bunch of analysts over the weekend and actually they they were able to pinpoint with that Connor fight where he broke his leg or where the initial like crack would have happened. Oh, so they think and then he puts the weight on it. The guy was right then. Yeah, so um mm. he Connor um tries to throw this or he throws this kick on uh, Dustin Poirier and Dustin blocks it with his elbow, you know, the the bone part of his elbow. Right. That's that happens like, you know, 2 seconds before he goes back and let puts weight on his foot. And then it cracked. So most likely it was there where you where you actually cracked. It wasn't kind of fluke, you know, weird like, oh, I stepped weird. It's like they never do that where they just step weird on an accident and then break something. So oh, it was that instant because I didn't think he got him with that kick. He he like he didn't uh, land on his on his you know body or anything. Like uh, it was a missed kick, but Dustin was was blocking it with his elbow, and that's know. what caused the fracture. Then he puts weight on it and it snaps in half. And <sighs> it was it wasn't that like with the. With being a Connor fan, I don't. I'm not upset when he loses, and if anything, it's like that's inevitable. With uh, mm-hmm. if in the UFC, it's like they eventually everybody loses, and I'm more a fan of like how they fight and can mm-hmm. they pull themselves back up and deal with adversity. For me, the bummer was like the way he dealt with the the loss, mm-hmm. and you could also argue it's like he the moment his legs broken, they put a microphone on him, you know, to interview him, but he's still saying like I'm gonna kill you and talking crap about his yeah. wife and stuff. It's like, dude. You lost. And like, what are you going to kill Dustin for? It's like, you guys are in a fight that you're getting paid for and you're professional fighters. You're going to kill him now because of that? Because you lost? It's like, it doesn't make any sense. But he's also, he's angry. He's emotional. I can get a little bit of that. But he's just kind of almost like on this downward spiral of uh, like this mental state where I don't know if he's he's fully there and maybe because he's so rich and on top of the world, that's got to mess with you where it's like, you don't want to lose so much that it, it messes with your your psyche like yeah i don't know what that even feels like uh you could also it reminds me of ronda rousey the way she lost Mm. so she was on top of the world in her fight class and kind of brought women's mma like to the forefront she lost um in a spectacular way and then lost again getting knocked out both times and she just fully unplugged from the sport she didn't want to do interviews like she couldn't really Mm. talk about it anymore it's kind of weird, but it's like I've never dealt with being on top of the world and then losing it. And not right. only just like you lost a company or you lost a competition, you like got your ass kicked in front of millions of people. How does that feel? I can't imagine. So I don't know how Connor feels and what the right way to do. It just felt weird him saying, I'm going to kill you <laughs> and his legs in two pieces. Well, the thing that seemed weird, and I, I don't know too much about this, but it seemed like when he kind of made his initial comeback uh, into the sport, he, Connor? Was, he seemed like he was trying to not be the bad guy anymore. Yeah, there was that. And it, that's all gone. It's all gone. Yeah. Um, and even Dustin brought it up in some of the interviews before this last fight. They would ask him that. Like the interviews would ask him, like, why has, has Connor kind of flipped on this? And he was thinking maybe Connor is the kind of fighter that needs to have that fire, that like drive to fight somebody. It needs to be like, there needs to be animosity. And mm-hmm. so maybe he needs to create that in his brain. 
And some people might need that, like a driving force for why I need to defeat this person. But mm-hmm. it's it's a sport, you know, like you're doing that for the sport and for money. So I don't know. It's very strange. But yeah, the MMA world is talking about it a bunch. And I'm fully now like Dustin is the man. The way he handled that, the end interview too was hilarious. It's just, <laughs> I'd love to see him. He succeed. did not feel bad. No, no. <laughs> what, now, what did you think of, I, I feel like... uh uh, what's his name uh so he fought justin so justin came in looking justin. good i feel like he felt very consistent um didn't look like he really changed up much from last time um it felt like connor came in looking to kind of maybe take some of justin's game plan yeah. and he was yeah, trying he was to grapple How, how'd you kind of feel about that change up i think uh connor was kicking more he was uh really active like from the get-go that's one thing about Connor is that a lot of his finishes are in the first, second round. Mm-hmm. So he has to come out hot and catch someone off. Like he's a counter puncher. So he has to catch him off, off guard really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so he knew he had to do that. And so he's coming out, you know, full force. And and Dustin just was prepared for it, was uh, more collective. And when, when, when they went to the ground, Dustin was able to control it to a high capacity. And it's just, there's a lot to it. But like with Connor, he takes so much time off for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fighting various boxers and stuff. And in the UFC, in that sport, you can't take mm-hmm. time off because the game is always getting better. So when you, if you go out for a year and come back in, everyone's better. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and with Dustin, he's been fighting just nonstop and climbing to the top. And so it's like, you just can't take a day off there or a year off, especially. So yeah. it was kind of like inevitable, but everyone, you know, we love Connor. Like we love to see him fight. So we're thinking like, maybe there's a chance he can come back. I think it's just... His run was awesome, but I think, you know, this is the end of it. Yeah. And I'll still watch him fight. Like, he's still an entertaining fighter. It's yeah. just some of the drama I don't need anymore from him. It's kind of weird. Do you think you could bring yourself to watch him do a fight where he's, like, one of the opening fighters? Ugh, I don't think they'd ever do that because he's such a draw. Even right now, like, even if he keeps losing, he's such a draw. People want to see him. So mm-hmm. you want to sell tickets, right? So you put them at the end. That's mm-hmm. just like a promoter kind of thing like they always put that draw at the very end of the of the pay-per-view but yeah i don't know but that first fight was nuts and that was the opening of it it's just it's always a mixed bag you never know when a good pay-per-view is going to happen because there's just so much that can happen Mm -hmm. and sometimes all of them are duds and the main event's cool sometimes none of them are cool sometimes it's just like (laughs) non-stop action the entire fight just no idea what you're gonna get sometimes it's like the middle event which is right like I, i still think my favorite fight i've ever seen was when those two those two women went at you know, goose egg. I think they threw what was it landed like 300 punches between them. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, was like Jacek and this other Chinese fighter. They just kept going at it. At one point, Young Jacek's head was deformed. <laughs> it was swelled so much. It was nuts. You see, in between rounds, trying to push her brain <laughs> yeah. back into her skull. But I don't even think that was a co-main event. That was just a regular ass fight. Yeah, or like the my co-main. balls are hot guy. That yeah, was Derek Lewis. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. He's, that was an opening fight. There's so. so many special moments. That's why I love the love that sport. And there's a lot yeah. of like drama and like interpersonal stuff outside of the uh, fights. And then just like trying to figure out what's going to happen in the fight. Man, I wish I could bet. Like I tell you every time, it's like, I wish I could freaking bet on these fights. It's probably best that I don't. So I don't lose any money. But I, mean, I would love to do it. If you throw like five bucks, like even we could That's do that. Thing. But that being said, we might pick the same fighter a lot of the time. That's true. I mean, yeah. like you, you and me betting on something. Yeah, yeah, like ten true. bucks. Some Connor versus Justin. Which, yep. But I, th- I think that would be yeah. Where it's hard is we're gonna pick the same people. But you can throw some money on. I forget was it DraftKings that they keep advertising. Like, yeah, they're, they don't throwing let you, it in your face. Right, but in our state, you can't. Oh, you can't okay. do it. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. otherwise, it's probably best that I could because now I can like I can keep paying rent. I can pay my bills. If I could bet on that stuff, I would not. I would just yeah. be. You know, owing money to shark loans, loan sharks or whatever. <laughs> well, did you, did you play anything? Did you watch anything else? This- I've been uh, going through uh, just like Andy Dufresne going crawling through depression, right? So I've been playing a bunch of Breath of the Wild. Mm. And man, I love that game. And it's like I put that away for maybe two years since I played it. When you mm-hmm. tried to get me back on, I completed it, loved it, mm-hmm. dropped it for two years. Couldn't find my original save, which is I'm, I'm actually happy that I couldn't because I'm just playing it from the beginning again. Sure. And I love that fucking game. It's so good. And I, I mean, people have I don't know how many awards they won, all that jazz when it launched. I know it got a lot of high praise and it still does, but mm-hmm. I just can't get over how awesome and almost perfect that game is to me. And how different than it is from 
Well, the most modern Zeldas anyway. Oh, yeah. And that's another side of it. It's like they took the formula that needed to be not redrawn, but like manipulated, updated. And they did that in spades and added this like, um, not gravity mechanic, but like these elements to it, oh, like yeah. with the gravity, with the fire, with the magnetism, all this stuff that just works. And you have the cool art style. You can go anywhere. You can climb anywhere. It's just, it, it's so good. So freaking good. But yeah, I've been playing that a lot. Nice. You were, you were talking about this RTS game that caught your eye that you, you're not a big yeah. RTS fan. Uh, no, I, I, I legit hate RTSs. I think the funnest I've had with an RTS was sort of Fractured Butthole, um, uh, which I will forever say in the fastest run I can. <laughs> you have to. Uh, and a little bit of Gears Tactics. That was fun, but it felt more like a Gears game. Which I do remember I, you got I, into Gears Tactics. Yeah. I liked. I think you should try it, play the first two levels, and then yeah, do like no. I did and never play it again. Um, but I think it's worth two levels worth. Okay. Um, what was that RTS you're playing? Uh, so I, I don't know. So W I L D E R, uh, M Y. Okay. T H. There you go. That's how you remember it or you're just spelling it. Okay. Uh, I I just remember I can't spell, but the Y is in the later half, uh, which I was not doing. Is this a newer game, older game? Uh, this game just came out this weekend. Um, so it is a sort of uh, procedural. It's it's a it's a tactics game, but it's a, it's it's equally it's just as much about the tactics as it is about these in between stories. So mm. you go in, you do a fight. Well, there's also a third set, which is sort of this global management of capturing territory, which I don't find super interesting. But at the same time, because there's so much to do and not enough time to do it, you need to split your party. Um, which has okay. sort of a twofold effect, uh, which is that a you're going to be taking risks, and risks are fun and lead to interesting storytelling. Like, I've I've only had so my first campaign went miserable, um, but my second campaign I only had one person die, and it was uh, these two. It's 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 hard to compress, but it was like this one guy who I brought on a little bit of the ways into my first campaign. And I was going to have him be my second like tank slash DPS. And I had this other gal who was already super tanky, super DPS-y. And they were dicks to each other. Mm. Like they came on, they were just butting heads. And and then they became like my two favorite fighters. I'd throw them at the front line of anything and they just whoop all this ass. And then uh, I think partway through the second uh, season, because it was brought up into three seasons, the first uh, plot line... Uh, they got fucking married and like, I, I fucking love that. Cause they went from like hating each other, uh, to in love. And that was super sweet. And then, uh, one of the other characters had a kid, um, and she joined our party and it become, everyone got split up and I ended up sending, uh, just the, the guy from the, the husband and the young girl into, uh, this fight that was tremendously over their head. I needed the full party there for that fight. I didn't mm. know that going in. Uh, I later sent the whole party in because they went in and they were overwhelmed and he sacrificed himself to save the daughter of their friend. Really? And that's just this, this uh, I forget what the word is, but these stories that kind of create themselves uh, by having all these systems running at once. And that was so just awesome uh yeah. so i have a couple questions so that mechanic you're describing so that's just happening like the game will devise that connect characters make them sacrifice that's happening independent of you so in that case i did actually have him i didn't know he was out of so in D D, you have to my understanding of D D, uh you have these things called death rows which is where you lose all your health and they say okay roll and i think if you succeed uh, I want to see you come back to life um, and you keep all your death rolls. But I think if you lose, then you can still come back to life, but mm. that's, you don't get your death roll. And once you're out of death rolls, um, then you're gone. And gotcha. I think, so sometimes we get knocked down. They're like, okay, I'll uh, let's run. So we run. And I thought I was going to be able to run with him. And I threw him in front. He's also the toughest motherfucker there. Okay. So I threw him in front to protect her because she was super weak. She actually looked just like that girl. Um, but, uh, but then like my playthrough can be drastically different from 
yours. Yeah, you well these there's sort of these in between stories, right? So gotcha. this has the first campaign has the same beginning and end of each of the three chapters. Okay. Um, but everything that happens in the middle, like we discovered, uh, like this one character fell into a pit and discovered this rock, which they pried out. Um, I, I could have chose not to pry it out, but I'm like, fuck that. I'm on an adventure. I'm gonna do stupid shit and see right. what happens. So, uh, he got blinded. Uh, and we came to the rock was gone and we climbs up. Uh, it turns out the rock is now embedded. Whereas I was, um, okay. which the thing that kind of made me sad is I wanted that plot to come back. Mm. Um, it, oh, it kind of did. Cause I guess his feet turned into stone and then some other things happened. So you can find stuff out about yourself. So all these crazy Whoa. plots that fill out and I haven't done the second campaign yet. Um, but the storylines, oh, the customization here, um, because these are all random, you can't, it, it kind of helps you to, you have to play everyone a little bit different. So it's, it's really fantastic. There's going to be a lot of reading because all that's done with reading, but it's, it's crazy what they can kind of do with this. And the actual RTS gameplay is very fun. The battles are over very quickly. Mm. Um, and it, but the disparity between your, your high level characters and your low level characters is crazy, but you have to train them up because the older ones, they're going to age out. They're going to retire. So you got to oh. bring in the younglings. Cause you mentioned someone have a, having a kid and them coming into play. Yeah. They're level just, one. So like your, Oregon trail where it's time, like so much time goes by. Yeah. So it dies of dysentery. So it is kind of sad seeing your characters like go gray in the hair. Huh? And you're like, no, but you're <laughs> my favorite. And you mentioned like, as you're playing a campaign, is yeah. that like that's not from be beginning of the game to the end? Is that like a level? Like what is what describes the span of a campaign? Uh, so yeah, so there's different campaigns. They take place over basically like you have the start of the campaign and it goes over so much time till you can complete this objective. Okay. Um, but as time goes on, uh, more and more enemies are introduced. The enemies get tougher, and you can see the upgrades to the enemies, and you can even spend like fate points to kind of stop some of these upgrades. So you can kind of curve that. Huh. Um, and then your characters start looking cooler because they find all this crazy armor. And it's it's crazy how many times just in one campaign they've taken a character that was lukewarm on or didn't like. And now they're like my favorites. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, I really need to play the next campaign. That being said, I still need to beat uh, Dishonored 2 before <laughs> yeah. uh, Deathloop comes out. But this... Uh, once I started playing that first campaign, I, I couldn't stop until I was done. And also, I'm kind of upset, though, the way my current campaign ended. So only one person died, but my two least favorite people uh, are now in a relationship. And they're oh. going to make the world's dumbest baby. I basically <laughs> got, like, shaggy, but dumb. Er. Okay, and, uh, and just this gal that she was just like, oh, I want to go out into the field. I want to prove my root, my worth. I'm like, all right, we'll give you that opportunity. And the first thing she does when she gets out into the field, is she's like, I can't wait to retire. I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> We're saving the world. If right. You wanted to come with. Get on board. So it's 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 really cool. Uh, it's also, I guess, uh, you can play three player cooperative, okay. uh, which is sort of neat. I don't know how that really breaks down, especially when you go over three players in the field uh, but that yeah. would be stressful to me because you can't if you are playing cooperative am i bringing my own characters or is there going to be like the same characters playing together and then we keep our own storylines i would assume it's like you start a campaign and then oh okay um everyone controls somebody gotcha um i can't just like swap it and out with my party that i've established kind of thing i i don't know i would assume not now, when you describe all this, it's and you mentioned Dungeons and Dragons, I feel like that's what they've done. They've had all these yes. mechanics in there for a while, for years now. Mm -hmm. uh, I might have already asked you, like, do you have any interest in Dungeons and Dragons? I do. It's really hard to, I mean, a find enough people that are interested in it, and then b find enough people that can show up on a consistent basis. Sure. Because um, there's so many people that will do two rounds of you know Dungeons and Dragons and then just fuck off. Yeah, see, that's me. You can't depend on me at all. But like anytime yeah. I, it's been described to me on paper, it's like, this sounds like this would absorb my life. Is that why I avoid this? Because I know I'm going to just jump into it, but it seems like so much fun. I mean, think about it like this podcasting, like you do it once a week. Yeah, sure. it takes a little bit of time. Yeah, right. it takes a little bit of effort, but it's fun. Right. And yeah. The other thing, I cares. mean, you might be interested. I still think you need to try like some board games first. Um, but there is like a board game that does a pretty good job of taking you through these stories and really doing some crazy things gotcha. called, uh, Gloomhaven. And somebody 
worked really hard and made a 29 card version of Gloomhaven. Okay. Because this is like a 200 to $300 board game box. Yeah. Uh, that is like this big and stuffed full. It is heavy. Uh, and someone knocked it down to uh, uh, like 29 cards and they call it Gloom Holden because uh, you can hold the entire game in your hand. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. I see. But it's... Interesting. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I know that, you know, many people love this and it's like a huge thing on the internet, just yeah. dun Dungeons and Dragons and card games in general. But there's some kind of like disconnect where it never quite connects with me. But mm -hmm. people love it. People love it. And you got uh, A-list celebrities playing it. There's the Joe DiMaggio guy, whatever that guy from. Uh, it, I think his first name is Joe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's not DiMaggio. It's uh, the guy from Magic Mike. He's playing yes, it. Loving married it. to What's Her Beautiful. Sure. Who? Uh, I think she's. Jillian the, Anderson. I want to say she's the gal from uh, Modern Family, the, the Spanish one. Oh, what's her face? Yeah. Super duper pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget her name. But Those I know two, you're talking about. You see them together and you're like, man, you two are like. Perfect. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> there is no good for you in this scenario. It is yeah. Oh, you both nailed 100%, 100%. it. 100%. Well, I think she did stripping too back in the day, didn't he? I yeah. I think that. she used to be a stripper. If I recall this correctly. The chick, the chick from Modern Family? Yeah. I think she used to be a stripper. There's, You're not going to find it much on it. but Well, I'm uh, not going to find a video of it, sure. And but... I think she helped him um, with, yeah, Sophia Vaguerra. I think she helped uh... him train for the role in magic mike because she knew of that world really yeah because he i don't think he was a stripper but good god I, how are humans made that way i don't understand <laughs> I oh boy uh yeah i don't know if it was gonna be in her wikipedia or something but no yeah do do your damn thing but yeah she's in a ton of movies that doesn't look like her in that photo uh yeah it's a weird photo but uh that's her. But that's cool. Yeah, I don't know about the whole Dungeons and Dragons. Thing. I did see so they I've seen some shots of like him and his his dungeon layer doing the doing the Dungeons and Dragons and one of the people uh that does it with him is uh who's the guy that does Rick and Morty? Rick or Morty uh the one of the writers or there's the Dan guy who does the voice. It's Dan fucking Harman. Dan Harmon. There you Can go. you imagine role playing with that guy? Yeah, I imagine he's just just you know throwing stuff. <laughs> out you know out of left field all the time and weird as shit super innovative and yeah or just like yeah just creating new stories and wackiness to it and that's the cool aspect is like the storytelling i think that's what draws a lot of people to dungeons and dragons mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know like i already too many things that i very i do very little of already <laughs> so it's like it's another thing right right but uh you watch some loki right gavin tomorrow's the <sighs> the series finale this has been a really good show i mean i'm really impressed with all the shows though yeah. with wanda with falcon and i didn't i had no interest in falcon originally and I started watching it i was hooked and loved how it went and so even more so with with loki i think it's phenomenal let's just stop having marvel movies and just have marvel yeah. shows. and i think uh black widow finally released mm -hmm. um but it's like just make a show i want to watch a show yeah I kind of want to see it, although things well, no, that might be a spoiler. Um, well, I, I I said something to my coworker who's seen it, and she reacted in a way that makes me think a character that I really like is gonna die immediately. Mm. So I'm like, all right, well, thanks yeah. for that. She's bad at spoiling stuff with her face. <laughs> Where she can't put a poker face on. No, like, there's oh, no poker face. Out. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder. At the end of the show, yeah, like what's going to happen? Who's going to survive? Can Tom Hiddleston's or this version of Loki, can he still exist even though the other one's dead? Is there another alternate reality he can go to and hang out and live forever? Will Pillboy come back? Yeah, Pillboy. <laughs> he's hilarious. You know what? That's one thing that reminds me with Pillboy. He's the one who shows Infinity Stones. Yeah. And that kind of blew a lot of people's minds. Like, okay, this place exists outside of the normal power that the Infinity Stones right. can have, but why not grab a handful of those bounce and then you have infinity stones that you can use anywhere uh what people have been saying online they think is that they only uh work in the universe that they came from and since anyone that's here their universe basically no longer exists there's no one from the prime timeline in this universe so you okay. have to go back to that universe that you diverge from but that's been destroyed by those little bombs they said oh. so that's the theory on that that being said Again, there's no, whatever vision stone is, the mind stone, is it? Yeah, I want to say. That was absent from the drawer. 
I'm still saying Vision is somehow behind all of this. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen at all. Absolutely. Sure, why not? That's, again, but they, they had the little scanner, and they make sure you walk through the scanner and said, are you an Android? Yeah, you have to that's say true. no. That's true. So... Yeah, I wonder. And then the whole who's behind the TVA thing. Right. How does this this entity been alive, been able to function when no one's known about it? Like even Loki from Asgard, he knows about everything. Right. You know, like he had no idea. Like how does this play into the whole scheme of things? Um, but yeah, I think there's one point where, uh, what's his face? Um, dude next to Loki, I'm forgetting his name. But he's eating a salad. And there was a TikTok that I watched because now I'm also fully involved in TikTok. But there's a TikTok of somebody connecting or just uh, drawing too many conclusions. Mm -hmm. So they're showing him eating the salad. And it's like, wait, in Endgame, there's a point where Thor's mom tells him he should eat a salad. So does that mean they connect somehow? <laughs> but it was it was a joke. But did you ever watch Endgame? No. God damn it. How are you watching these? I don't understand how just, your mind works. I just down. happen to know who died. <laughs> Okay, god damn it. I feel like that a lot of that got spoiled. So you have to, I mean you have no time, but if you can watch at least some of the like essential ones before mm -hmm. endgame and then watch endgame and the one before that, uh Infinity War, mm -hmm. the payoffs in Endgame are nuts. Like the some of the, the things that happen when you see them happen, it's just like the culmination of years of these movies, you know, mm -hmm. existing. Uh me and Megan will watch Endgame every once in a while and just like I still, you know, get choked up and like amped when some of the stuff happens at the very end, that last uh, mm -hmm. fight scene it's just so fucking cool sure um but that only exists if you watch those original movies right but you're like picking and choosing here i have you know i go for the good ones that being said i still haven't seen uh winter soldier um which that I one's hear good is one of the best ones yeah a lot of the captain americas actually hold up we even mm -hmm. watched one of the um notoriously shitty marvel movies thor 2 and oh. that one's not that bad while watching it again the first one is terrible. I can't. What? The first one's great. Go back and watch it. Yeah, you are we so watch it. Wrong. We watch it often. I mean, Boy. I haven't seen it in a good couple of years, but yeah, that one's cool. But it's also caught up in when that came out. It was one of the first big uh, comic book movies, at least with Marvel doing it. Mm -hmm. That was also right next to like when uh, Iron Man came out. So it was there's a nostalgia there too. It was like the first time. Mm -hmm. But I'll give you some room on that. But no, Thor one is still really dope. You know what? I actually started watching this weekend. Uh, it's an older movie. Have you ever seen Ring of Fire? Is that with the uh, dragons? Yeah. Yes. yeah. I remember the movie being dope, and I'm hoping it still holds up. It's so fucking dope. I forgot how scary uh, McConaughey's character is. Yeah. Yeah, he is, he's kind of terrifying. Yeah, because he's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's supposed to be like this crazy American commando, um, and he just he sells it all the way. This was a movie... And it's like special in my mind because uh, the Xbox original came out. So I had a DVD player. So I was able to rent my own movies at, mm. uh, at Hollywood or Blockbuster when we go as a family. Yeah. And I rented this because no one else wanted to watch it. And I could watch it in my room with a DVD player. And I was like, oh, shit. This movie was really cool. It, it also has a very nice action to story. Like the story is barely there, but it's just enough to keep the action going. Um, Does also the CG hold up? I remember being cool at the time. Yeah. But they also don't really show the dragon much. Gotcha. Like so, a horror movie kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's essential. Yeah. So And then McConaughey's like j -j 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 jacked. Yes. Oh my God. I don't I don't think I've ever seen him that jacked for anything. I think the shaved head gives you extra jack points too. Like it makes you that much more yeah. tougher looking. Like you look at Jeff Bezos when he shaved his head, he just looks cooler. <laughs> or uh what's his name in that new movie? Who's uh J. Jonah Jameson and uh what new movie is he in? Oh, in the Tomorrow War? Yeah, the Tomorrow War. I just seen from the trailer. Yeah, does he have a shaved head too? Yeah, and he is just ripped to absolute shreds. Really? For what? Oh, I guess he's playing I guess, like a soldier dude. Okay. Well, I guess he's kind of normally ripped and he may kind of tone it down for movies or he's kind of covered up in movies, but they put it on full display Dang, here. Rip it, it up, is, dude. Is tendons and meat. That is all that's left. <laughs> I do see uh, scenes from that movie he's in where he's a... Uh, a drumming instructor or something. Oh, and he's just beating the shit out of the one guy from Fantastic Four. I can't even get myself to watch that trailer <laughs> again. It's He's so terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And I've just seen the, the scene where he's just like essentially just beating him over, not yeah. drumming fast enough or whatever. I want to watch the movie again. It's, it's I remember it, being cool. It's uh, free on Amazon. So that's why I watched oh. it. It was like, I think it was new on Amazon. I was about to get in a workout. I'm like, fuck yes. Let's, let's get some blood pumping in <laughs> yeah. here. Let's get the action going. Hell yeah. It, it holds up. Nice. So, well, we cool. should probably talk about some games here. Yeah, I got some game news. 
Uh, this big one. This is a. Uh, uh, everyone's been excited for this. So this is Nickelodeon All Star Brawl was announced today. Hold on to your butts in case you rip your pants. Yeah. Yes. Hold on to those bikini butts. Uh, <laughs> so Nickelodeon All Star Brawl announced coming this fall to everything PS4, PS5, Xbox. Uh, Twenty level single player and multiplayer modes. Local online co op. Four players, up to four players, developed by Ludosity and Fairplay Labs. So we're watching the trailer here. I'm, I think that's hella cool. It has a single player. Also, these graphics are awesome. Yeah, the art style looks really cool. Whoa, it's like a weird, like, claymation-y kind of thing. Right. And they have a bunch of properties, so they could actually do, have quite a bit of different fighters here. Man, this looks good. I did see it was trending on Twitter, people trying to get the dad from, um, oh, the genius kid. Oh, goes to space. uh, goes to space. Well, in the movie, but he's a boy genius. Uh, Jimmy Neutron, his dad. They wanted to get him in, in All-Star Brawl. I do not remember. His mustache? No, I don't remember anything okay. about him. <laughs> well, we got Helga. Oh, my girl. They couldn't have no... Uh, what was the bad guy in that? Roger Funny? Oh, and well, that's, uh, Roger that's in Doug, but yeah. Well, they got Reptar, though. Ooh. Some of these... Have switched to Disney though. I wonder if they can get everybody, everybody, or what they currently own. Oh, that's right. I don't know. It looks fun. I bet we could pick this up and have a boatload of fun. Oh, yeah. And put it down a week later. <laughs> yeah. And I think more companies that own quite a bit of well known characters just do this. Yeah. Like Sony tried and they gave up, you know, pretty quickly. With their battle, battle all stars or battle royale all stars, something which, like that. Which is too bad because it was good. I bought it. I know people dug it. Yeah. I played it. I did watch, I think it was kind of unfortunate watching the competitive scene. I think it came down to basically three fighters, which one was like Nathan Drake, and he would just throw barrels at you the whole time. Okay. Uh, and then it, it would typically be him versus Sweet Tooth. And so it's Nathan Drake trying to keep you at range, and then Sweet Tooth trying to get up in that ass. Mm. And that was it. Gotcha. Um, but I thought it was fun. Albeit, I know they brought it to Vita, and that was about mm. it this could be fun yeah coming out this fall you gonna get it you're gonna be first in line uh i'm gonna be first in line do you think your nephew now a lot of these cartoon characters are kind of older do you think your nephew would like this that's an all? interesting point because these are all nostalgic for us these are characters from like the 90s 2000s but character uh kids now you know unless it's naruto or whatever or dragon ball z it's like they don't care now the thing i really want to see out of this is for it to become uh I watched this, uh, this web, uh, I, f- I forget, argument over uh, Shrek Brawl Stars or something like that. That was a game? It was back on the GameCube, okay. I believe. Brawl Stars? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what the fuck was it called? I'm going to look up Shrek fighting game, maybe? Yeah. And uh, basically how... Shrek Super Slam? Shrek Super Slam. Oh, that's the video right there. How definitely go out and watch uh, Action Esports uh, talking about Shrek Super Slam. Basically, uh, this game was f- so fucking broken. Oh no, so fucking broken uh, that they were actually able to replicate some of the really cool techniques from Smash, uh, like wave dashing and other stuff. And this actually accumulated a decent sized fighting game scene. Hmm. So that's what I want. I want broken to bits fighting game scene for this ludicrous game that has no business now was the uh, fighting scene developed after they fixed the bugs or no because of the bugs no this was gamecube buddy there's no fix in these bugs oh shit okay this is yeah no patches <laughs> is and, it because uh, of the 3d aspect of it it's almost uh, like they wanted to do the brawl style but it's like 3d and not 2.5d or whatever well to me like the 3d is more uh what's that what's that game for the dreamcast called yeah, you brought up Power Stone. Ago. Yeah, which yeah. Power Stone came first? That was before Smash Brothers, or so I've been told. Um, but yeah, I guess the people who are good at this, you can do like a hundred move combos. Like you can super combo these people. There's a oh, lot geez. of techniques. Uh, so it got kind of all over the place. So that's what I want for uh, Nickelodeon All Stars. Oh wow, that was cool. They should do this with uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, or more games. We need more 3D brawlers. We have no 3D brawlers. Yeah, that is a, a genre that's kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah. But is it because there's just better ways of doing it, or you think that there's a market here? There's a. 
I, I don't here. know. I, I imagine part of it is, at this perspective, depth is incredibly hard to tell. Yeah, I think that's also why they have that icon below everybody. It's showing like yeah. where you're going to go, where you are. Oh, he's got the, he's got the fart staff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know this still was a game. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it was a meme. Gotcha. Well, Gavin, going down the list of news, we got uh, Company of Heroes 3 was announced today, and there's a, a demo, apparently. So Relic Entertainment and Sega have announced Company of Heroes 3 due out in late 2022 for PC, and there's some gameplay. Sweet. Have you ever played a Company of Heroes or a Donald War game? I have not. I know I've heard of Company of Heroes. Um, I think people are excited, but the whole role-playing thing, or like not the role-playing, the RTS mm-hmm. style just never called out to me. So so that's actually why I liked... So Company Heroes 2, rather than handling like a bajillion units, you handle like a handful of squads. Okay. And they actually brought that into Dawn of War 2, which I love Dawn of War 2. You have like maybe four squads. Hmm. And so you're just controlling the squads as a whole, and then you do abilities as a whole. So it really kind of simplified the RTS aspect, and I thought made it super playable if you're terrible at, you know, hopping around the screens, doing a thousand you know, clicks per second. Yeah. Um, this was extremely playable. I don't know. I know the last company heroes wasn't well received, so I don't know. Hopefully it's a little more Donna worry, but I don't know. And they're also known for their destruction. Gotcha. Um, cool line of sight system. So. It looks really pretty. Yeah. Hopefully the fans get what they want. And me personally, I hope it's more like company heroes one or mm. Donna war two. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, they just announced this today, and there is a demo apparently that you can so you can go home and try this out. I did hear issues with the demo, like you need to go register on a web page to do it, and I think there were issues either doing it on Firefox or Chrome. I think it was Firefox. Oh, so gotcha. Yeah, but that's the thing; it's happening. Yeah, that is happening. We got the next one here, Gavaroni. As I scroll, I lose my mouse. We got uh, Ghostwire Tokyo was delayed today to early 2022. Here's a little blurb from IGN. Announced on Twitter, developer Tango Gameworks thanked fans for their patience and promised to show more of the supernatural action game in the coming months. Our new release window will give us the time to bring the world of Ghostwire to life as we've always envisioned it. Ghostwire Tokyo was previously set to launch for PS5 and PC this year. Um, So we're getting a delay. And it's like, this is the year of delays because of Corona and everything happening. I feel like everyone gets a pass. Yeah, for sure. Uh, They did quote, um, the team anyways was quoting... Just trying not to crunch as much as one of the reasons, which I think is also, you know, that's a, a positive when they can do that. Mm-hmm. And they haven't shown anything for a while. Like this footage we're watching now, the trailer's from a year ago. So, you know, I think people are kind of seeing that as writing on the wall that because fall is coming up and this is, you know, slated for fall. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm pretty stoked for this game. It looks really weird, really cool. It's from the makers of Evil Within. Um, right. Looks really unique. This is one of PS5's, it was supposed to be one of their, you know, uh, bangers for this year they only have it exclusive for a year they did reveal that it's going to be it's going to come out to um no i'm thinking of death loop death loop was confirmed mm-hmm. coming to xbox a year later mm-hmm. but i imagine this will also do the same thing but yeah oh, i hope it's good it looks cool it looks really cool um i love the you know the first person aspect to it the weirdness i do want to eventually go back and play evil evil within because people really love that series but this looks more unique to me more interesting now, do you think you play Evil Within 1? Because I hear that one was... Yeah, I always hear about Evil Within 2. Like pretty, that's the, the big one. Yeah. And I'm sure I can like bridge the gap and mm-hmm. you know, I know weird stuff's happening. That's all I need to jump into Evil Within 2. Right. Ew. That was cool. Motorcycle stuff. Yeah. Is but this... Got I delay it's on coming that. to PC. I, I... Yeah, it's still PC and PS5. Oh, sweet. Yes. Sweet, sweet. Uh, next year. <laughs> and then Deathloop, same. PS, PS5, PC coming right. out. Which I forgot. I heard. Oh, they they put out that new thing uh, recently for Deathloop. I didn't watch the whole thing because I felt like it was heading into spoiler territory. Yeah, because it looked like they were going to show the assassination of one of the people. Mm. And I want to see that, so I watched a little bit. And I kind of buggered off, but the action looks good. Did you watch any of it? No, we talked about that. I think it was last week. Um, yeah, I'm kind of on. Just hold watching any footage, but the footage I've seen of the gameplay, it looks really fun, chaotic, fast. It's all the like actiony parts of Dishonored whenever when shit would hit the fan and you have to just fight everybody. It seems yeah. like it's that expanded upon, which sounds really cool. My TV's gonna turn off for some reason. Oh, it doesn't think we're using it. Why TV? 
Are we not changing enough channels? Do yeah, you do this with Netflix go. as well? Yeah, strange. But uh, transition into this next one here, Gavin. Uh, Psychonauts 2. Some other hot uh, Microsoft action here. Yeah. We got Psychonauts 2 to feature an invincibility toggle as all people should be able to enjoy games. This is from Adam Bankhurst of IGN. Double Fine shared this bit of news on Twitter in response to Xbox's Twitter saying that beating the game on the lowest difficulty is still beating the game. If you beat Psychonauts 2 with the invincibility toggle on, you still beat Psychonauts 2, Double Fine wrote. All people should be able to enjoy games, all ages, all possible needs. It's an ongoing and important process for industry and challenge we need to meet. Um, So yeah, that was just kind of in the headlines because they're revealing this invincibility mode. Yeah. Which uh, it's positive. And uh, I don't know, I've seen various people, not as much as you think on like Twitter and stuff, Uh bagging on them for doing this. But I think overall people are ready for this kind of stuff to be, you know, a more standard option. I mean, that's also not a hard one to do. So, I mean, that's pretty, it's not, it's definitely not as extreme as like all the crazy shit Last of Us 2 did. Oh, with the accessibility options? Yeah. That is just, that is a lot of, yeah. But uh, I mean, there's, Sorry, did go ahead. No, that was it. Just that's a lot of work. Yeah, what they and did the, with Last of Us. Yeah, and there's just so many things you don't think of until you put it out there. Like there were a bunch of things I think with what the newest like Super Mario 3D World, where people just didn't think of these things. Like one thing people don't think about is like holding triggers down for an extended period of time. For some people, is very hard to do. Sure. So it's yeah, lots of lots of stuff but good on them that being said this is almost the bare minimum but also good for doing it at least yeah at least it lets everybody so if you have various like uh things that limit you from controlling buttons and whatnot yeah. it means that you can't die in the game then mm-hmm. you can still play it in some capacity yeah um although i go further and i say I want more of this in more games because mm-hmm. uh, i was big with returnal where i love that game it's so cool unique and weird but I can't play it because it's right. difficult, but like too difficult for me. So because it's a single player game, I don't see any problem with if the developers can do it, if they're cool with it, giving me options to toggle stuff because that only affects my gameplay. So what does it matter? Anybody else that, you know, I played on a quote unquote easy mode mm-hmm. or even the Demon Souls remake. Uh, give me an easy mode there. What, how does that affect anybody else besides me playing my game alone right. in my room? But the, when you introduce that idea to people online, they freak out. And I'm not sure why. It's like they want, it's almost like they're gatekeeping or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they want to keep their thing tight, you know, to them. Like, oh, it's hard. Only we can play it. Right. Um, but even then, it's like, okay, have the trophies. Those are only locked. Like, you can only lock a trophy if you uh, do a run where it's like no hit. You play yeah. on the hardest difficulty. Keep that. That's fine. But let me at least play the game and mm-hmm. toggle stuff how I want. Or scoreboards. Like, scoreboards is go. a big one. Like, I love Splunky, and I think Splunky is better because it's inaccessibility, but I could see them putting in, you know, an invincibility mode or some of this other stuff and just saying, well, you, you can't put it on the right. board. and that's fair, else. and that's fine. It doesn't affect anybody. Yeah. It's like, I just don't get it. Or do a scoreboard just for them. There you go. Of course, that could lead to... Anyway. I don't uh, know. Yeah. It's strange to me that people care at all how somebody else plays a game, mm-hmm. but... Uh, at least get on them for doing this. This game looks really pretty. Mm. And it's going to be Game Pass, so I definitely am going to jump into it. It's August, I want to say, o- September, October. I know it's very soon. Mm. But they did announce a date on this. I'm sure you actually in this trailer, if I scroll to the end, we can actually find it. Oh, probably. Get that Robocop. August 25th. August, oh, boy. Gotta, so getting close to a month there. Isn't that like five days after Deathloop? Everything's in perspective of Deathloop, right? Yeah, now. I want to say Deathloop is October. So I think that's a little bit later. But yeah, we got our next one here, Gavin. What was that? Never mind. Okay. (laughs) Veteran designer and Halo co-creator Marcus Leto decided to share some of the unused weapon assets from the original Halo. This is on Twitter. Um, The the original... Oh, I had that quote here. Okay, here we go. So just the original co-creator of Halo shared some stuff as he's going through the 2000 build um, and showing off some of the unused weapons they had and shoulder pads yeah so he did talk about there's a bunch of tweets where they the the design for master chief changed because they originally were developing this for mac right and so like they're showing this off at mac world whatever year and so it was also a third person at the time but there was a bunch of stuff that they just left on the table they got a cool microwave gun interesting they got some cool designs on these yeah see with bungie like what their previous games that were successful were marathon and a lot of the same kind of design stuff carries over, but it's still super unique. Yeah. 
which I've never played Marathon. I want to say that's still first person, right? Uh, I don't even remember what it is. It's been so long since I've heard about it. it. Is. Is the microwave gun we've got here? You yeah, I'm not sure if it's popping popcorn or what, it's, what is it doing, but... Uh, it is not implemented. That is what it is. That's what, yeah. <laughs> I know he does shoot someone. Oh, there's some kind of railgun thing. Yeah. And that is basically the sniper rifle noise. Yeah, there's some cool, cool stuff that they ended up not using. But yeah, caught that online, thought it was pretty neat. And we're still on the, just months away from the new Halo, apparently, so mm. that's coming. Uh, this one was weird, so it's, uh, you mentioned wanting to jump into uh, the hunt. Uh-huh. And so some players have found Shrek's, uh, as we were talking about Shrek earlier, <laughs> found Shrek's house. So this is Jack Frags on Twitter. Killed Jack Frags. Solid, he does solid Battlefield coverage. Great, great Ooh, guy nice. to listen to for that. And as he... <laughs> Ventures through apparently in this map, whatever map he's on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> one for one Shrek house <laughs> for no reason, but it's awesome. Yeah, no Shrek. The outhouse is there. <laughs> that's pretty dope. I imagine this this map is swampy. Maybe that's why they went with it here. Uh, I think they're all swampy. Okay. Yeah, that's all I see is is just swampy areas, but. I don't know if they have a non-swamp map. Um, yeah, this is a game when it was first shown off, mm-hmm. I was really, really interested in it because the idea of competing with other people and having to kill the boss and other people that might have been just waiting for you to kill them to yeah. take the loot, but I just never really jumped in and now I have a PC to play it, but yeah. just haven't tried it. I think it's on console now too. Maybe. It's also stupid pretty. Yeah. Was this one of the first ones you might have mentioned that to me that had ray tracing in there? No, it didn't have ray tracing. It had their own version of the CryEngine's version of volumetric lighting, um, oh. which is uh, it's done in a different way, but it looks fantastic. Gotcha. And people are saying, like, maybe if we combine this with modern RTX technology, we could have just this amazing lighting. Um, uh, Megan in the chat says, get out of my swamp. Get out of my Oh, donkey. But yeah, as you mentioned, uh, this guy playing uh, Battlefield, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have the tweet pulled up, but I did see in the newest trailer, there was that scene where they replicate jumping out of your plane for the newest Battlefield mm-hmm. and then shooting the rocket, jumping back in your plane. Yeah. That same dude who coined that whole uh, that whole maneuver did that in Halo. So he did the uh, Warthog jump where he throws a grenade. The Warthog flies in the air. He's in it. He jumps out, shoots another ship, jumps back in the Warthog and falls down. And it's awesome. <laughs> I don't that, know how many tries it took. Huh. That surprises me that works because I feel like it just take off without you because I feel like you slow down pretty... Well, he well, it's just a don't. stationary warthog. You throw the grenade. I think it's mm-hmm. like Halo 2, the physics work where you can do that or Halo 1. That and then right. it just shoots it up if you plan it right. And then it goes like really far and then he jumps out. Pff, rocket launch. <laughs> jumps back in. It's pretty dope. People are nuts. People are nuts, Kevin. Um, Witcher 2. Season 2 trailer. Now you finished Witch, Witcher 2, right? Or Witcher 1. Uh, the TV show, yes. TV show. She uh, also looks. I. She looks like she grew a ton between season one and season two. Hmm. It's almost like it was two years or something between seasons. It was roughly right. Yeah. Now, are you stoked for this return? Yeah, I'm stoked. I really liked the last season. I hope this one's good. How how you feeling on it? I never finished the last season, but uh, really? I think it was like maybe three episodes away. I know mm. I didn't get to see that weird CG fight with a monster people complained about. I didn't get to that point. At some point, mid midway through the first season, that happens. But that's just my way of like rem- remembering where I left off. I feel but. like they're all. I feel like the CG is good for the most part, except for. So you said you There's stopped. There's like a battle that happens that people didn't like. Did you stop on the episode where they're hunting the dragons, trying to get the dragon eggs? I don't remember that. Okay. I remember the coin for the Witcher guy. Uh-huh. Um, but honestly, this is what like <laughs> like two years ago. I need to jump in and actually finish a season. Yeah. But, so I, go ahead. Oh, just love me, love me some Henry Cavill. So I do want to go back and watch this. Yeah, you won't finish season one. I know. I need to finish season one. Well, to my understanding, at least with the games, is that I believe this girl Siri or whatever her name is Cersei. I think in the games Siri. or maybe the books, um, he trains her to become a Witcher, even though she's different than him. Like he's chemically treated, whereas she's just a born witch. Oh. Um. So that could be really cool. She could be like a super powerful Witcher. 
Because I think they can only do limited magic, and she can, like, tear apart the fucking ground, so... Interesting. I know in Witcher 3, I've only played the first couple hours, but they start off explaining mm-hmm. that you do train this Siri girl. Yeah. And that she's pretty powerful. It seems like they're going to lean into that this season. I have hopes. I have very high hopes. I also hope it's not another two years between seasons, because that was a long... That might have been because of Corona, but also... It's, I, this stuff takes time to make. Well, I think it it cut before Corona, and I think they said at the time when it cut that it was going to be two years. Oh, gotcha. If, if I recall correctly. So that was... As the, at the same time, as much as I want a lot of these shows to like be pretty speedy, mm-hmm. it does take time, and I want them to figure it out. And Although when it's edited, it's like, or when it's you know filmed, it's filmed, but like maybe yeah. the editing is what's, what's key to like making sure things work the right way. But I'm impatient, damn it. I can barely wait same a week here. between episodes of Loki. <laughs> yeah, same here. Or God forbid the boys. That was excruciating. Uh, Megan said, coin for the Witcher guy is what killed it for me. He was annoying. I don't know if he gets becomes more redeemable throughout yeah. the show. Or if, it le- if he at least faces like a really horrible death, then I'm, then I'm cool with that. You just get used to him. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> he doesn't have some kind of story arc where you're like, actually, I'm rooting for this guy. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Well, he's he's there's no mention of him in this trailer, so I don't know if he survives or yeah. he's still hanging around. I assume so, but I think he kind of fucked off at one point, so I'm sure he'll come back. See, when this show was first announced, I did have a big uh, void in my life of uh, Game of Thrones stuff, and I was hoping mm-hmm. that would fill that gap, and it kind of can, but um, I just didn't stick on with it, and I should revisit it. Mm. it's also like they have to go back to, to episode one can i just jump into season three or four wherever i left off uh episode? so you have to start at one otherwise ah. it's not gonna make sense it might be a no well there, there's a very specific reason why you have to start at one you need this i remember the time is wonky oh okay you already know yeah so you have to see it in order to know what's not in order mm, gotcha gotcha okay so but yeah they showed that off today i know there was a witcher con apparently where they had a bunch of witcher <laughs> announcements one of them was in Witcher 3, they're adding some Geralt's or Henry Cavill, Cavill's Geralt to Witcher 3, like his character model, stuff like that into into Witcher 3, the, the game. I don't know how I feel about that, because I really like that Geralt character model in the Witcher games. He's cool, but also yeah. Henry Cavill. It's like, how are you going to not do that? True. And I think they did more stuff for Gwent, which it still blows my mind. Like, uh, we, we have a friend, uh, Tyler. Yeah. I, whenever I'm on Steam, I see him constantly playing Gwent. Really? He's the one guy? I mean, I know it, it like sells millions and, and does really well, but yeah. I never hear about anybody playing it. But he's the guy. I, I guess it's a really good game because he's he's a really good gamer. This was the guy that would... I think he got a natural nuke in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Damn, okay. So it's, it's strange to see a guy that's just like... In League, he was always top of League, so he's like a super good Twitch gamer. Yeah. Maybe that's how he's decompressing, and that's yeah, his, uh, totally could be his comfort food. Yeah, I don't know how deep you know Gwent is. I know people love it, so maybe it's really dope. But it's just like I hear card game, and it's like I just tap out. I, I walk I, away. Well, the thing that kills me is it's a CCG, and okay. I'm just like I don't want to build decks. Just like I'll I like deck builders. I don't like collectible card games. Gotcha. And that difference is huge to me. It's a big deal, and I always yeah. think about it this at night, like which one's better, but. Yeah, we'll digress from that. So we got some news here about Assassin's Creed, Gavin. Assassin's Creed Infinity is a live service platform connecting future games. Let's mm. Scroll here to uh, transition. That sounds Ooh, like I love Earth when Assassin's my mouse Creed. just disappears. That's cool. Um, this is from Tom Phillips, Eurogamer. The future of Assassin's Creed will be underpinned by a new live service platform, which ties multiple individual games together. Bloomberg has reported, named Assassin's Creed Infinity. It's developed by teams at both Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, Unity, Origins, Valhalla, and Ubisoft Quebec Syndicate, Odyssey, <laughs> Quebec will now lead development, a change for the franchise. Uh, Megan did ask of the new Witcher game if they can add the uh, pump action arms. Yes, that is. He needs to do that in every movie he's in. Like, I want to see Superman do that. Or pump, uh, pump action arm guns. <laughs> yeah. This is the way to put that. Like an action figure. <laughs> now, it's super early on. They just announced that, uh, and Ubisoft has confirmed that they're doing this, but the live service aspect of. Assassin's Creed, how do you feel about, at least on paper, what this could be? I wonder if this is sort of the next, because ever since that one they did in like Rome or whatever, they've been a lot more open worldy, a lot more loot based. Uh, I don't know. It seems like they kind of edged their way over here uh, to these more combat, less assassin games. 
Um, and does a live service mean that it's going to be free to play and you're just going to have these content updates every couple of months? Not necessarily. That could be like Destiny wasn't free to play, but True. you had to buy like a season pass and they keep coming out with new plot lines and new equipment and armor for you to grind. So it sounds like the newer games are kind of grindy enough. I don't know if you want more yeah. grind. And they have a lot of DLC. Like they're supporting Valhalla for a year at least since launched. Oh, sure. So are they just going to lean into that more? Like do, do a smaller base level of the game and go for two, three years in this Infinity version? I think you're the closest to a live live uh, service gamer out of both of us because you played some Destiny for a while. Yeah. And I don't know if you've played any more recent Assassin's Creed games. No. How's this How's this spackling your, your uh, hot dog? My shorts? It, it doesn't. Uh, I don't know anything about these things. <laughs> I played Destiny. I played the single player, and uh-huh. I pieced out. So uh, I'm not the big uh, multiplayer fan or, you know, like, I'm just not in the trenches with a lot of these um, these fans when it comes to live service stuff. The closest, I guess, would maybe be Fortnite, but I don't know if that even classifies as that kind of thing. There is, you know, there's that, constant updates. feels like that's live service, right? That that definitely counts, um, but, I mean, that's definitely different than a game of this style. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that definitely counts. That's what I mean. If um, I'm the kind of person where if I do enjoy the core gameplay, I've mm-hmm. adopted, I've got the first entry, whatever it is, I'll jump in every once in a while and play the different updates. So this doesn't rub me the wrong way. I've still have yet to play Valhalla. I really, really, it looked really cool to me. I was just waiting for a sale or some kind of deal or maybe just get this on PC. But this doesn't uh, strike, me, strike me as a negative. I think it, it comes down to when they launch it, how are they going to implement like the uh, nickel and diming? Like how are they going to charge people? Is it going to be predatory? As long as they can manage that, maybe people won't be as upset. And if they do this in addition to their dedicated single player worlds, you know, that are just the standard kind of um, Assassin's Creed that we've we've gotten the past couple of years, then that could be cool. But it seems like they could risk fucking it all up by changing the 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 mantra. What Because the, they kind of brought this franchise back from fatigue by changing it up these past couple of years. So if they throw that out the window, that could be bad. But if they yeah. change it enough or, or create two different things so it can, you know, strike whatever players want to jump into, then that could be um, a success. But I'm not sure. Or here we go. Oh. We make it in uh, in very much Ubisoft style fashion. We make it now about a game about hundreds of Vikings uh, biking or snowboarding down a hill the exact same time or wingsuiting. I'm on board with that. I'm on. Yeah, they could just shield surf down. Oh, there we go. There we go. And just pillage on the way down. Do whatever I, they do. I was watching a little bit of a Breath of the Wild uh, speed run this week because it was I think AGDQ or SGDQ. Mm. And uh, that that weird trick they do where they bounce off an enemy's head and fly a thousand miles. Whoa, nice. Still blows my mind every single time I see it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, glitches and stuff people take advantage of that's, you know, common in when people speedrun, like uh, phasing through walls, that kind of thing. But also just playing with the physics themselves, you can do like insane things. Mm-hmm. There's a moon jump, I want to say it's called, where you just kind of infin- infinitely jump in the air. People can master. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, there's a whole, it's a rabbit hole stuff. But yes, insanity. Well, again, we got our next one here uh, about the Mortal Kombat franchise, or at least about NetherRealm. NetherRealm starts work on new game, ends DLC support for Mortal Kombat 11. It's from Matt TM Kim of IGN. They're saying Guardians of the Galaxy 3 over this here. This is the reference here. I'll get to that, Kevin. Oh, okay, okay. Calm okay, your little okay, head. Okay, okay, okay. NetherRealm took to Twitter to announce that it has started work on its next project. As a result, there'll be no further DLC for Mortal Kombat 11. In a tweet, the Chicago-based studio has announced that it is now focused on its next project. What is this project? NetherRealm hasn't announced it, but the studio is primarily known for either Mortal Kombat or the Injustice series, a fighting game based on the darker version of the DC Comics universe. So I have this tweet pulled up that uh, is only interesting because people have theorized what are they going to work on next. For some reason, Ed Boon tweeted, retweeted this in reference to Gardens of the Galaxy 3. Uh, so he says, wow, James Gunn has managed to work on DC and Marvel movies. That's impressive with a thinking emoji. Is that too much to say like, hey, we're going to try and do DC versus Marvel? This seems insane to me, but the internet took this and ran with it. Well, I mean, you also have to remember they made DC versus Mortal Kombat. They did. So this could be their reference to say, oh, we did DC and now we're going to do uh, Mortal Kombat. Now, one of the other um, news outlets had referenced that WB Games owns another uh, realm. So, and WB is tied with DC. I want to say they even own DC. So, the idea of them working with Marvel seems like that already puts it to bed. 
But if anybody could make a really cool fighting game merging two properties together, it would be NetherRealm. So, and uh, Marvel does like to let other studios work on stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe it could be done if they just want to. They made that deal with Sony to have Spider Man in the Marvel in the MCU. So maybe they can do something like this to make a dope game. I don't know. Or do Marvel versus Mortal Kombat. Or Marvel, yeah. I was gonna say Marvel Marvel versus Capcom could be a cool idea, but that's already been done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> been done a few times. Now bit. that being said, uh, unvideo game related, but uh, I think isn't Suicide Squad two coming out next month? It's very soon. I want to say that comes to the streaming service too, to uh, HBO Now. So yes, it, yeah. it looks really cool. It looks really fun. Weird. Um, what do you think NetherRealm does next? Do you think they go to work on Injustice three, another Mortal Kombat, something completely different? What do you think they do? I mean, their pattern has been Injustice, Mortal Kombat, Injustice, But for Mortal like Kombat. 10 years now. Yeah. Um, God, I just don't... I think we may be in for a surprise here. It'd be weird if it was Mortal Kombat versus Marvel. Um, yeah, I don't know if that can fly. Or it's going to be the same watered-down version of like Mortal Kombat versus DC. Like, mm-hmm. So they'd have to do a watered-down version. Maybe Avengers... Uh, I don't know. Or do they do something out of the field that's not just the standard fighting style? Maybe it's like fighting focus, but it's yeah. some other kind of like open world adventure thing. Sure. Or maybe just Avengers. Just it. It's a fighting game with just the Avengers. Ooh, there was um, Avengers where they fought each other. What's the name of the movie? It was a Captain America movie. Oh, Civil War? Civil War. Ah. Uh, <laughs> could be a Civil War game. It could be dope. And you have enough, at least in the comics, it was pretty much everybody fighting each other. So you could still pull from all those. That's assuming they could actually work with Marvel to do something like that. But it could be dope. That could be fun. And people still complain that the characters don't look like the people in the movie. Uh, yeah, it's going to, that kind of stuff happens. People what, always what can you do? Yeah. Gavin, uh, we're at the end of our news stories. Want to throw anything else out there? I don't think I have anything. Uh, Evo's coming back, I guess, this year. Did we mention that? Oh, no. You had told me that in my dreams, but I forgot. <laughs> Evo 2020. There was something or 2021. About... Yep, yep, that's true. That one was, what, at home or something? Streamed. Yeah. Now, is this the... Just... They're going back to an actual area live, or it's just streamed? Like I believe it's all so. And I did still get to watch, I think, last week. We talked about a little tiny bit about Xanadu happens. So we got to see some fighting games there. So they're starting to come right. back. Uh, that being said, I did love... There was a, a moment with a super annoying uh, uh, player, but it was kind of funny at the same time. His name, his, his fighting game name is Chad. Okay. And he came out to be a total Chad. <laughs> as soon as he won, he ripped off his shirt. I was like, all right. Stole uh, your girl. Your uh, your gimmick is complete. <laughs> but uh, so, so far, at least from what I've seen, they still have people wearing masks because they are pretty well packed in there. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see. Hopefully we get it. Hopefully Delta doesn't wreck everyone's plans again. I was going to say, Delta, got to watch them. But, uh, now, I did see this floating around from different outlets too. So because Sony owns or has some kind of partnership with Evo, there's this patent going around. Sony patents PS5 online tournament system ahead of Evo 2021. This is from the website segmentnext.com. Sony Interactive Entertainment has apparently been working on an online tournament system, which will be using the PlayStation Network to track games and players in real time on PS5. According to a new patent published last week, the proposed online tournament integration will allow both developers and players, as well as the third-party organizers, to host tournaments in separate capacities. So without seeing like the blue point of this, here's the, here's the actual patent. It seems like they're organizing a fighting term- tournament online just through the actual like PS5s talking to each other, some other entity talking to the or controlling the whole thing. But maybe trying to set up what Evo is trying to do, but letting like average people jump into the mix. I don't know. What does that patent look like to you? Well, I mean, the good thing is they got PC and PlayStation on the same network, which as we know, Sony fucking hates to do. They'll work um, with PC. They will not work with Xbox, but yeah. Um, we got the public network. This is techno journey. Everyone can jump onto. Then you got the gaming network, which connects to. I assume those three computers in that triangle. I assume that's supposed to be the equivalent of like a cloud system or just multiple servers handling all that. Hmm. Your API, your statistics, and your processing ranking. So yeah, you could do a tournament. Uh, I feel like that technology is already here. So good luck with your patent. 
Interesting. Yeah, they have to be doing something new. What about lag when you're playing like this? Uh, and then especially fighting tournaments, it's like it's got to be it, pinpoint and. It really depends on the game. Some games, uh, a lot of like for fighting games, especially um, the gold standard is rollback netcode, um, which I can only partially explain how it works. Even if you could, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, um, but but the games that do it, people absolutely love and adore. The games that don't, people demand it. Um, so rollback netcode is a really big one. And the nice thing about that too, is it's so good is that people who've only played online can come and show up to an in-person tournament and crush. Okay. But if you don't have it, that transition from online to in-person is really rough. Interesting. Um, but yeah, this just seems like they're using a cloud network, um, to handle rankings and maybe handle some of the seating a little better and do, you know, a bracket system. But that being said, I can pop into Smash Brothers right now and I think join like a 64 person tournament. Okay. Um, so good luck with your patent. <laughs> they must Matt, they have lures and stuff. So there must be like something, some niche, some like area that they're creating that doesn't have patent for. I don't know. I can't see that and understand why. I mean, are they saying they're adding matchmaking? Cause that's also. Right. That's what everything runs on. Right. I don't, I don't know how the internet works, but I don't know. Good luck. Some, yeah, I mean, patent lawyers or the the people that 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 pass these patents oftentimes don't know enough about gaming electronics, the internet, and stuff to really stop these things they from going the, through. The schematics already done; it's already set in stone. Yeah, it's all oh, the work. you got pooters <laughs> with Peters, and you give them to the Triforce in the chat, and there's an API <laughs> um, connects the games to the public. Sounds good to me. Ah, uh, sweet. <laughs> I'll take your patent money, please. <laughs> but yeah, that's going down, Evo. Pretty cool. Gav, we're at our hours time. We can end it there for the week. How do you feel about that? I think that sounds good. All right, where can they find you online? We can actually end this week and not have the power go out. That's pretty cool. Oh, there we go. That's We're, we're moving up in the world. Moving <laughs> up, up in the world. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Drunk Devs. Awesome. You keep up the show as well on Twitter at Plastic Heart Pod. That's it for us this week. I'm going to clean my dog's poop on the carpet that we found. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Beep, beep, beep.